This is CliffCentral.com. It is indeed another exciting installment of 360 Beats. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Deborah Homer Fordy. And more than anything, it's a beautiful weather outside. And we're bringing you all things business on the show. The name of the show is 360 Biz. And what can I say? Uh, this is a song I was actually almost forgetting myself there. Because um, this is a song that I love uh, by Mikasa. But speaking about bodies, these bodies things, they're quite, you know, traumatic. Especially now since we're in summer and we need to be drinking water. We need to be working out and we need to be doing all of these things. So um, some of us have, have actually still having what the festive belly uh, from all the food and the goodies that, that we're having. But, I mean, speaking about that, um, the bodies and the water that we need to be drinking, uh, I'm actually excited that, that today, obviously, it's one of the discussions that, that we're having. Um, many countries have faced serious challenges in declining, in dealing with water um, scarcity areas in Africa, including South Africa itself. I mean, the overall picture of water resources shows aging and uh, and datering um, water infrastructures, polluted water sources, and uh, poorly managed um, claims. I mean, water treatment and storage plants, I mean, it's some of the challenges that obviously we have. I mean, there's companies in our country and obviously across the world that still speaks or that deals with delivering integrated sustainable solutions. I mean, within the water. Joining the discussion in me in studio, it's the CEO and founder of Mega Water Corporation, Mr. Rudy Roberts. And we're going to be having as well an amazing lady that I'm going to be definitely looking forward to bring. I'm actually meeting her for the first time, but I'm not hearing about her for the first time. Sehon Bete, who's the CEO of Water Intrigue Services, but her company is WIS Group. They're going to tell us definitely what is it that they do and what solution are they playing in our country in terms of water sanitation. Um, and the technologies that are there are you welcome to join in on the discussion our studio line is 0861 555 we're on twitter as well our twitter handle is at cliffcentral.com we're on facebook as well our facebook page is cliffcentral we're on wechat as well our wechat id it's cliff central uh, i'm not alone in studio my guests have actually arrived uh, but we're going to be joined in later on in the show with my boy bulelani um, hopefully he knows something about <laughs> about water. It's something, obviously, it's a subject that has been been very close um, to my heart since, ladies and gentlemen. Some of you might know that I've had the privilege of even going as far as Israel. So it's one of the things that, um, obviously, I've researched. And it was shocking to discover that Israel is the only country um, that has... Um, that recycles 80% of their water. I've never heard about such a big number in any country whatsoever. And I mean, today coming or flying back from Cape Town, I was actually in the plane reading this newspaper. It was actually showing some animals um, in, in northern Limpopo that, that have actually died uh, because of this drought. We've had the discussion of drought before. But at the end of the day, obviously, us identifying these problems and not finding a way of dealing with it, it's actually a problem on its own. That's why, obviously, today we're bringing you solutions and companies that are doing amazing things in that space because definitely water is something that affects us all. We need to be bathing. We need to be looking good. And obviously, we've got gardens as well that we need to be watering. But obviously, with a new rule, or the new law that has came into pass that should you be found watering your your garden, um, you know, uh, you you stand a chance of being fined or even being arrested. You know, it's shocking that things have really gone um, that bad. But I guess that's all that we had for you today um, on the show. I'm looking forward to getting deep 
um, into our discussion. Let me take this opportunity to welcome my guest. Um, what do you do, ladies? Is it ladies first, Rudy? Or sure, ladies first. Always. Ladies. <laughs> always. <laughs> oh, okay. Always. No, uh, particularly beautiful ladies first. Particularly beautiful ladies mm-hmm. first. Okay, let's take this opportunity to meet Mr. Kombeta. Mr. Ho, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Devoho? Uh, no, good. Thanks, man. Are you well? I'm good. No, good. Thanks. And uh, glad to be here with your listeners. I'm looking forward to this discussion today. No, definitely. No, it's good to have you as well. Tell us, um, Tseho, what, what do you do? Okay. Um, as I said, I'm Tseho Mpete. I'm from Waste and Trick Services. We are a water and sanitation company. What we do is uh, bring solutions where we can save water, so wastewater conservation, and also uh, bring solutions where we can treat water. So we do wastewater treatment solutions that uh, package plants. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, to, to, to some, to someone that is listening out there, you, you, you might have spoken too much English. You know? <laughs> oh, I must slow <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah. You might have spoken too English. Cause I mean, I'll make an example. I mean, I'm sitting here next to my friend Mota. And, uh, Mota, I, I bet my brother, you don't, you know, you don't know some deep, um, technical language that is speaking about water, do you? No, my no, definitely. Okay. All <laughs> so, right. So, so let, 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 let's accommodate him okay. and, and, and simplify it. Okay. In simple terms, what we do is save water. So in a building where we're currently using water, we're flushing, we're drinking water, we look for ways to recycle, to use less water for the functions that we want okay. in order for us to use a less amount of water. Mm-hmm. But then again, there are areas where there is no water. Uh, people are still using pit latrines. People are still using uh, septic tanks, and they get drained and disposed of in in very bad conditions. Mm-hmm. So what we do is bring uh, a treatment plant where we receive your waste, we treat it, then we recycle the water, uh, either going back into your system or irrigating. So instead of you using your clean water uh, to irrigate your garden, mm-hmm. you'll actually use the grey water that we have treated. Wow. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Maybe, maybe bef- before, before we actually get to that aspect, I mean, I'm sitting here, you are a woman. Yes. Uh, a young woman. <laughs> yes. A black woman. Yes. I mean, how did you even get into this space? Okay. Um, I can say I got fortunate in, uh, being mentored into business. You got, you got what? I think it's, <laughs> it's being, you know, being aligned, being positioned, calling no, I, what I, you I just mean. want you to repeat that word. You said you got what? Fortunate. You got fortunate. I love yes. that word, but it's like a continue. Yes. Um, at, at a very young age, I, I got introduced to business people mm-hmm. that were working in the continent. So I got exposed in business at a very young age. And uh, when we exited our, our, our previous business, we looked into a sector, a sector that can be big, it can be scaled, and we can roll it out in the continent. So water and sanitation became the industry that we're interested in. And it is one of the biggest industries that is growing currently. There are very few black players, mm-hmm. very few women. I haven't seen a lot of us in the industry, mm. but we hope it will change in time. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I've, in fact, I'll be honest. You're the first woman um, that 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 um, I know who's in the space. Um, I run an infrastructure development company myself. Okay. So part of sanitation projects, it's what, what it's something that we do majorly. So, so and being in the space that I am, I've never yeah. seen a woman. 
Okay. <laughs> Today you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, more than anything, I think, I think you, you're representing, um, our ladies very well. So from here, I think you must go higher and higher. There's no going down, right? No, there's no going down. No, definitely. Um, let me bring in, um, Rudy. Rudy has been sitting next to you smiling to <laughs> Rudy, are you smiling because you're sitting next to a beautiful woman or what is it? Well, I, some of your listeners might know me and if, as you look at me, you, they would say, well, I, I know he would smile at a beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, really, do you want to say, um, hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are. Uh, good afternoon, listeners. I'm, I'm very privileged. Um, I feel it's quite a privilege to be on the uh, Cliff Central. Um, I've been meaning to be on this program for some time. So, I'm honored. And I think that's a great panel. I must also thank you for bringing on, um, Ms. Mbethe, mm. to, to join us and to have this discussion, which is quite important. I'm the founder and uh, chief executive officer of the Mega Water Corporation. The Mega Water Corporation is an emerging industrial black business that, or an enterprise that is seeking to, produ- uh, to provide an integrated solution on a platform of government's national development plan, government's infrastructure rollout, and to provide the service of water across the board. So it's an integrated solution. Mm-hmm. Mega Water was born out of uh, a couple of years of my thinking and consideration and the shareholders around me and having the platform formerly where I was to develop this concept, which is now more than a concept. It's, an, it's more than an idea. It's a proper business. It has uh, very strong um, views about building one of South Africa's first emerging black industrialist water businesses. Hmm. Wow, no, it's 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 interesting, and and and, I mean, you know, be, being a founder, I know most of the time. I mean, with some a couple of companies that I've researched, um, <coughs> in the water space, mm. um, some of the people that are that I've gotten, um, to know, but it's people that bought into these companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact that, um, obviously running a business myself that buys into other companies, I've considered buying into a few of them, uh, but now it was actually strange, yeah. um, when I was actually reading to say when Mota saying, no, I'm actually bringing you the founder of the company. Yeah. Um, do you want to perhaps take us from the beginning sure. to say how do you, um, cause you said this is a company that made up out of years of you thinking. Correct. Um, right. yeah, take us now after you've thought and when you're deciding to say, I'm going to do this, how did it all begin? Well, it all began because, you know, I was the former chief executive officer of a union investment company. So why I start there is because it gave me a platform to think. Is it MIC? No. Oh, it's okay. a counterpart and it's a sister company was Nahau Investment Holdings. Oh, okay. I was the founder of the NIC. Oh. It was then in Now Investment Company. Then subsequent many years later they called me back to become their CEO again. Okay. So they showed some confidence again and I love the unions because there's, there's a lot of debate and space and thinking. <laughs> as okay. you know. Yeah. But I made good on it. So I wanted to build a industrial business for them of the platform of the public sector. And as you know, the how is a public sector union where water they, they have a lot of members in water and other in, in, in the in the infra in the public service. So I had the privilege while I was with them to travel the world and look at water businesses or enterprises. Mm. Because a, a great deal of my intellectual thinking or my intellectual capital is about research. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me research this because I, I realized that sustainable businesses in South Africa, nuclear, uh, renewable energy, and water have become very significant. Yes, definitely. You so. know, and when I was on the plane coming back from London, I was reading in the, one of the newspapers in the magazine about a fabulous woman who had started a business called High Flux in Singapore. Formerly, she was an orphan who had come out of Malaysia and went to school in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, got a tertiary education and a degree and then worked for GE or Bell Labs. And then subsequently started this business called Hyflux. Singapore is a country that there's no water really. Mm. It buys its water across from the Straits of Johar, which is owned by Malaysia. Mm. So she saw the opportunity and she saw the, the, the challenges of water in a country such as that. And she then developed this Hyflux. If you go to Hyflux today, it's unreal. It's a multinational. It's incredibly put together. And this is very important. It was supported by Singapore's IDC type, what's called TEMSEC. It's okay. private equity fund. Mm. That's an important point I want to make, that this indigenous business was supported with indigenous capital. Very, very important. Mm. So that gave me great perspective. I visited her and met her. So when I came back and I left the unions, I then decided I'm going to establish this business. In establishing this business during my period of uh, touring different business, uh, global businesses, I'd come across Grinfos, which is a global water utilities manufacturer of technology, and it's renowned in Denmark and uh, throughout the world. Mm. In my conversation with Grinfos, prior to me you know, leaving the how and coming out, they called me and said, would you still like to pursue your dream of building a water enterprise in South Africa? Because by then I'd written a lot about water, how it looks, what we require in South Africa, and had the research. So that's how it started. Grinfos then supported me and gave me the seed capital to establish the business within the offices. And I put shareholders together. That's quite good. And Grinfos offers the technology, the knowledge, the expertise, and it was unparalleled and still is. The th- most important step was that now you had the idea, the vision, the strategy. Mm-hmm. The document read very well, the Mega Water Corporation. It's a strategy to help government. It's a lever. It had all the hallmarks of, of, of helping government and in, uh, in, in industrializing South Africa. The critical thing was an execution to water problems or challenges. You know, I needed to find that kind of lever. So I hunted for some businesses. And it's very difficult. She will tell you, my colleague next to me. There are very few businesses in the, in this space that are A black or very few businesses that are fully integrated. It's mm. very a very disparate sort of yes, market, yes. right? Definitely. So you, you, you can't find the right business. And in a nutshell, we found a business that was a client of Grenforces called Wet Services. It's in the building engineering services. So if you put up a building, it does the cold and hot generation. It would do reuse of water. She says gray water. Mm-hmm. It would do some other things in water. I sought a platform. I wanted a platform that I could advance into the second phase, which is the industrialization of South Africa and the challenges we face and bring solutions to to the public sector. So that's how the mega water was born. So where I am now, we acquired this business last year in November. Mm-hmm. So it's a f- 100%. Very important. <laughs> I didn't want to I buy. Like, I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what I mean by that, I didn't want to be in a 26% shareholding, 16%. I didn't want to be, I'm seeing my lawyers hold on to 10, I'm coming, you know, I'm still talking, maybe we can get to 51 in five years, you know, that kind of thing. So you wanted to try buy out. I, want, I wanted to be, a, you know, that's what South Africa requires, mm. you, to, to have leverage. You, you follow what I'm saying? I follow you have no leverage. I'm not saying 26, don't hear me. The 26% error was good for what it was. Yes. But for where I want to play, yes. or she, no. I need to be a significant player because we're talking the majority of our industrialization is around public sector. Mm. That one, it's not around the private sector per se. Although I would serve as the private sector. Mm. Yeah. 
That's the mega water. Mota, you didn't say Rudy was this inspirational. (laughs) 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 So maybe let's take this opportunity to to, to uh, to be welcoming my brother, Bulelana. How are you, my boy? My brother. Are you good? Mm. I'm good. How how, how do you feel coming in the midst of such inspiration? You know what? It's very calming. And especially because when Rudy speaks, he makes love to the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Just to watch that. (laughs) I I, I was actually going to comment about that. Rudy's too kind. (laughs) You're too kind. No, man. um, I'm happy to be here. I think one of the things that I realized walking in here and understanding that I needed to get um, a sip of water is that I'm unfit. I just ran from the car to inside here, but I was hyperventilating. No, you can yeah. have like my water mad, today. We're mad talking dog. water Thank today. You. So since we're talking water, yeah. I'm fit for the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm unfit for the running, though. Yeah. But I'm happy to be here. No, yeah. definitely. Uh, that's that, that's my co-host Bulelani. Yeah. Uh, yes. So then, I mean, um, Rudy, you you said something very interesting. Then yeah. um, I want I want to dwell more into uh, part of what you said, because um, right now, as as young people. Mm. That are growing up Or as people that are getting into business We underestimate the importance of research Correct There you are sitting in the plane Coming from London You meet, you read about this person And you go out of your way to research them For me, you coming from a union background Water, you had no business Mixing with water There's mm. nothing that puts you together with water So, but for you to even get to a point where now You're writing articles about water About, you know mm. Excuse my language But why were you smoking? <laughs> but, you see, well, you know, uh, when I came back to South Africa many years ago, I mean, one of my dreams as a, as a, I wanted to be a business person. I wanted to be an industrialist. So I, I'm not, I'm not saying that this industrial conversation that we're having now in South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, that I was ahead of it. But yeah, in in a nutshell, in the truth, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm pleased we're having that conversation now. And I was exposed living in North America where I was exposed to industrialization. Industrial is how you grow that. Mm. It's not about being a capitalist. It's two different things for me too. It's another sort of intellectual, ideological argument I have. Mm. So the dream of building a union investment company was large. but was also the dream for me to build a very large business as an industrialist to prove that people like ourselves, you know, just be frank, black people like ourselves can, we can build large businesses in South Africa and Africa, which is required as leaders to, as as levers to help our industrialization. If you look at Malaysia, South Korea, Singapore particularly, all those large businesses are indigenous businesses in Japan that help their country evolve and emerge into a new economy. Mm-hmm. So that's what was driving my, that's, that's what drives me. So I wanted to, and so water just became a very important element then. It was, what had happened was seismic for me. I didn't know it would be water. I knew that it would be somewhere around manufacturing, which I tried manufacturing in automotive industry, if you research me. Mm-hmm. I tried the gas world. And all these were not failures. They were just stepping stones to the right point. Yes. So the right point came with water. Water had two things for me. One, it had a great spirituality about my own life to say that water civilizes, industrializes, mm. and brings health and welfare to people. Yeah. And at the same time, of course, we're going to make money out of this business because money is important for our taxes. Money is important to send our kids to school. Money is important to, to buy the things we like, you know, enjoy and to give away. So it has that duality for me. So in crafting this business, it's, I'm passionate about it. I believe in it. And I believe the platform is correct. I even mm-hmm. believe that the government is right in supporting us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mempete, um, you as well, I understand that you as well been coming in and out of the country, 
um, before you were fully into your business. Um, do you want to tell us with some of the countries that uh, that you had the opportunity to to live in, and what is it that you were doing there? Okay. Um, as you've mentioned, uh, I've worked and lived in most of the in most of the African countries, and uh, as you travel the different countries, you actually see how great we have it here at home. Yes. You do. No, you do. Yes. That's you see agree, that yeah. we do have basic services. We do have certain things that people only dream about. So as I traveled, I've personally lived in Malawi and in Congo Brazzaville and Nigeria. Nigeria being my favorite one of them all. <laughs> Why? Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, yes. yes uh, as an entrepreneur, I think <laughs> it's the best place to be. Because everybody in Nigeria has a dream. Yes. Everybody in Nigeria wakes up to something. And they, they, they don't, don't forget to mention the fact that they sell to you the minute you get off your plane, dude. Yes. You know, they start selling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I enjoyed the environment. Uh, it helped me grow. It helped me grow in business and meet uh, the networks that I needed to meet. Mm-hmm. So that was the initial spark that there is a problem with sanitation because even the affluent areas, you find there's a big problem with sanitation. There's a big problem with water. You buy your water. Uh, people dispose of waste in just the lake in front of your houses in an affluent area. Mm-hmm. So clearly there's a problem. But then again, it's always good to start at home. You know, uh, have a base, have a strong base. And South Africa offered that for us. As we came, we equally did a market analysis of the country. What is it that we need in this country? What's lacking? And um, if we look at the sanitation and water industry, there's a lot of white big players. Mm-hmm. It's generational businesses. It's, it's uh, uh, white businesses that have lived for years and years. So we had to create a niche for ourselves, how to get into the industry. Because if you go uh, in the mainstream, you can't get in as a black player as a new player in the industry and being women also they're very few women so we looked at how best to get into that industry then we thought um, the on-site sanitation so that's how we got into the industry if you offer a package plant where the government can put a sewage system mm-hmm. because it's not economically viable um they don't have uh, maybe the resources to even put in those areas, but they do want to bring the services to the people. So we thought of the package plant. Japan is actually based on that. Most of their sanitation is package plants, and they clean their water to a level that you can actually drink it. So that's our aspiration. That's what we want to get with, with all this. So that's, that's how my, my travels actually helped with us starting the business. And once... We feel that we are comfortable in the country. Mm-hmm. We can roll it out in the continent because it's the same needs. Uh, water is a problem for all of us. Mm-hmm. And apparently the next war is about water. It so, is. Yeah. It is. So now tell me, I mean, you, you as well have been writing articles like Rudy has um, around um, the issues of water for, for a couple of departments. Do you want to tell us more about that? Do you say how you started doing that? Okay. Uh, the other thing that we thought of for us to be accredited, for mm-hmm. us to be, you know, real players, yeah. not just backdoor kind of uh, people. Mm-hmm. We, we thought 
It's good to have some accreditation. It's good to have entities that have been existing for years that can actually vouch for you and say you are selling something that it's worth selling. So we got aligned with the Department of Water and Sanitation and the Water Research Commission. So they can assess us. Mm-hmm. They can assess our technology. Yeah. They can tell us where we're doing great, where we have flaws, how to improve them. So that's how we started writing and going to exhibit in their in their different platforms. Mm. Yeah. Wow. No, it's actually interesting. Um, if ever you want to join another discussion, we're talking water technology and sanitation. Um, in fact, innovation around water technology. The studio line is 0861-555-189. 0861-555-189. We're on Twitter as well. Our Twitter handle is at cliffcentral.com. We're on Facebook. My Facebook page is cliffcentral. Uh, we're on WeChat as well. WeChat uh, ID is cliffcentral.com. I'm on Twitter as well. My Twitter handle is at Debohoma40. Are you on Twitter? Yes. What's your Twitter handle? Tsehotimpete. Tsehotimpete. Yeah. Really? I'm not on Twitter. You're on Facebook? <laughs> no. Where are you? <laughs> water. <laughs> Besides water. You know, this, the social media for me, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with myself, but mm. I, I will get onto Twitter tomorrow morning. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The no, pressure's you, off. No, you said. Yeah. Uh, Bulelani? At Bulelani Bala. And Bulelani Bala. Yeah. Okay, no, we'll come back right after this. This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. Yes, you are still tuned in to 360Biz. My name is Debra Homaforti. If you've just joined in, you're missing out on an amazing conversation that we're having with the two guests that we're having in studio. And uh, we're talking innovation around water and sanitation. Um, Rudy, before we, we actually, um, went on, on that short break, we were talking, I mean, um, Membeto was telling us a bit about where she comes from. But now, obviously, living in South Africa and looking at the whole sub-Saharan Africa, it's actually daunting um, to to realize, I mean, the service um, delivery challenges that we're having as far as water is concerned. I mean, with the water scarcity, the supply of reliable, treated and clean water amongst um, um, some of those that we're suffering from. And it was actually shocking last time when we did the show on water to discover that there's countries like Botswana um, in some parts over there that have not had a rain in the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you guys being in um, a Gauteng company based, uh, I mean, what would you say are some of um, I mean the challenges um, that you guys are mitigating as far as water is concerned? You know, th- I think that's a very important question. I think continental Africa has, has got the water challenge. Uh, just, just for South Africa, I mean, half of the global rainfall that you have, South Africa has half of that. So it tells you it's a water scarce country. Sure. Coupled with the, coupled with the climate changes as we've seen throughout the world, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it then gives you, it puts a stress on, on the infrastructure too. Okay. The infrastructure itself as a, as, as a legacy infrastructure, as you know, even though a government has advanced water, I mean, two thirds of our people have water today in some sanitation. Mm-hmm. It has enshrined the water, access to water in our constitution under the Bill of Rights and shelter, and so forth. So there's been a great progress since 1994. However, that infrastructure that you see in South Africa, or the lack of it, and it's, it's required rehabilitation and refurbishment, you know, is, is what's giving us significant problems to the delivery of water because the infrastructure is so poor and there's all sorts of things like leakages or improper distribution of water, you know, the infrastructure is poor, uh, 
municipal governments don't have cash to, 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 to service the infrastructure. So collectively, these are various, and then skills around that, engineers, skills that have left the South Africa or left that industry, or we're not training sufficient people. So that gives you a very short synopsis on the problems, that ch- the challenges that we face in South Africa as, as a country with very little rain coming on, Mm-mm. a Nino effect, mm-hmm. infrastructure sure. that's poor, yeah. skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, in that circumstance, we're still perhaps one of the most advanced nations, advanced around that in, 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 in relation to other parts of Africa. You've just talked about a neighbor of Botswana. In fact, there's no water there. It's, it's, they have, I'm, I'm, our business that uh, I'll speak to you about in a second does a lot of work in Botswana. Okay. And their, their effective solution that they would like to look at as, as, as right up, uh, Mbeta's, uh, alley and solution is the, the, the reuse of water. Mm-hmm. They're what we call gray water. Okay. There's black water, which is the sanitation, which is very, which that technology in South Africa is not as advanced or in Africa. Mm-hmm. And there's gray water, which has quite a few technologies around. That's the water that you flush, you can irrigate. In our building, we use the reuse water. You can drink it, as she says. So, the, the, the issues around South Africa, you just have to magnify them for Africa. You follow what I'm saying? You have to mm. just magnify them and the capitalization of that. The global water challenge that we have is around $470 billion. So sure. South Africa or Africa is not unique in this challenge. I mean, but there are many good examples we'll speak about. There's Brazil, there's China that have emerged as, as good water distributive countries who have good models in partnership with government and business, etc. Mm-hmm. So we can overcome our water challenges because there's earmark capital in the country. I think government has done a lot of work around this this drought that we've had. Mm-hmm. It, it also has highlighted that the if infrastructure spend has to continue because it will give you an effective platform then to deliver. Mm. So then now as as part of the solutions, do you guys implement infrastructure projects on behalf of the government? Sure. Part of the I mean my business that uh, our business is is primarily as an execution. Okay. So for example, you know, if we win a, a contract to execute a water treatment plant, mm-hmm. that's what you do. We put up the plant mm-hmm. with the infrastructure and the technology. Okay. Certainly there are ancillary partners that you 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 uh, deal with in construction or so forth, mm-hmm. et cetera. Ours is really a, an execution business in the, in, in, in the industry of water. Yeah. Sure. So now, I mean, um, looking at, at, at countries like, like Israel um, that, that recycle majority of, 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 of so much water, um, I mean, um, do you think, are we catching up as the African continent or? No, I think we're far, far from. I mean, Israel is a very unique case. I mean, it is a very genius kind of <laughs> country, as you know. Mm-hmm. Very small but ingenious. It's like a Singapore. So they have come up with very good technologies, mm-hmm. you know. But Africa is not that in parts of Africa there's no rainfall. I mean, there are great rainfall in Rwanda, mm-hmm. Uganda. You have more rainfall in Ethiopia, for example. Yeah, true. You have great catchment basins. You have the Lake Victoria. You have, you know, Lake Kariba. You have tons of water resource basins. The question is harnessing that water, marshalling the resources, and having the technology and the infrastructure in parts of Africa to assist in that thing. In tandem with this water challenge in Africa, uh, Chief, you have to think about it's a question of energy. To get into water and to make water happen, you have to have energy generation, mm-hmm. electricity. And a lot of uh, it. A lot of it. Yeah. So you see the twin evils. And then the third evil that goes together is food. Not an evil, but those are the, that's the nexus. That's the nexus of energy, food, mm-hmm. and electricity. So those are the three things that Africa is battling. 
You follow me? Okay. But I do think we can make significant progress. Mm-hmm. You know, as our drought has highlighted in Botswana, is looking at solutions. Nigeria, she says, is looking at solutions. I mean, Kenya. Everywhere that I'm now having privilege to travel in parts of Africa, I find people looking at this water resource as a very important thing. Even countries that are endowed with good water hmm. resources. So then, um, I mean, um, right now, as a country, have we started importing water um, to other countries? Because I didn't know that you could actually import water. Well, you can, I mean, like in Singapore. But we buy a lot of our water from, uh, from Lesotho, the highlands, and so yeah. forth. Okay. Yeah. You know, our water challenges is really about the resources that are limited and how we preserve them and utilize them very well. Mm-hmm. For example, agriculture uses 60% of our water resource, but contributes 3.2 to the GDP. There's uh, something wrong there. Yeah, so the means. use of water there, I have to look at, and she will talk about demand management in mm-hmm. energy, the savings of water. All of that is important. That's why different forms of energy like solar would assist in the water savings, you know? I know you must save for your garden. You must not wash your car every day. I mean, there are tons of car washes in Ravonia. You know, you see people lining up in their cars. <coughs> mm-hmm. Those are very important issues that the government, the, the minister particularly has brought to the try and save on a personal basis. But the global challenge or the larger challenge for us is much more significant because that water resource is so scarce and we have to have technologies that can preserve it so we can execute the industrialization of South Africa and Africa. Hmm. So, Tsekho, tell me. I mean, um, I was when I was reading um, about your company, it was said that you guys um, were established due to high quality, uh, high demand in quality service, reliable and sustainable solution in the sanitation sector. Um, I mean, um, you as well spoke of some of um, the high tech outsourced technologies that you, that you guys used. Um, do you want to perhaps um, give us a sneak preview of some of the technologies that you guys are privy to? Okay. Um, currently, what what we do locally okay. would be the water and wastewater treatment. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned before, with the package plants, we will go through the whole process of a centralized system, but only in a package environment. So, what we actually want to do now, because there's a crisis in the country, there's a crisis in the continent with a drought, mm-hmm. we actually want to feather our technology with partnering with people that have done it before. It doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. So our partnerships with, with, with companies in Israel will actually assist us in that. We do have water in the country. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have a drought because there are no rains and stuff like that. But we do have water that we can reuse. We do have water mm-hmm. that we can take care of. But we don't have the attitude or the mindset mm-hmm. or even the technology to do that. Because the current water supply, if we were to take care of it, we should be okay. If there's regulation in the, in, in the country that says for every building, there must be some conservation systems in this building. As you have this office park, why should you waste your water? Every drop that you flush, it's wasted. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So if we had some regulations that the government can impose in the country and say there mm-hmm. must be some recycling, there must be some water knowledge, and we've, we've actually identified a niche in that, that this be an industry. There are very few people that are educated in the industry. Mm -hmm. There are very few young people that actually know that there's an industry where you can find work, you can go to school for. And it's one of our our initiatives that as we go with our business and we grow our business, we actually want to create that certification in water. 
a person must know how to treat water mm-hmm. because there are only few uh, centralized systems in like we have Joburg water where they treat the water but then there is more in the industry but if you don't have people qualified or people that see this as a working environment then we can't create new industries we can't even teach our own families how to reuse how to take care of water because if we learn those principles then we can actually be okay Mm. Yeah. So you're saying something very uh, interesting. How important is though um, awareness and education around water? It's a first thing. It's a first thing. Actually, um, I, I, I commend the Department of Education for their forefront thinking because we've already started a project where we teach kids. If you teach a child how important water is, how to take care of it, how what to do when you flush, what to do when you drink water, use a container, mm-hmm. use that. The user education goes further than the technology because mm-hmm. even if you put the technology there, if the user is not educated, you're still going to waste water. So if we start from that, there must be awareness campaigns. If we're facing a crisis, I think we can deal with it better. We can actually... Uh, put more effort in educating people, which I see right now we're focusing on the problem and not the solution. If we can just focus on one of the solutions is for you to know, you know, uh, if, if you collecting your, every household, have your water tanks. When it does rain, let's have some water for your garden. You know, your shower water, your, mm. Water that is not toilet based, mm-hmm. collect it, let's treat it in this system so you can reuse it for flushing in your household. If regulations are there for things to happen like that, then we will have sustainable societies. We will have environmentally friendly, uh, uh technologies that actually grow the economy. And we know that we, we can't be in this drought position. No, we can't. Yeah. No, definitely. And yeah. um, listening That's to, te- listening to Tseho, it goes back to regulation, regulation, regulation. Mm. Do you think our government is doing enough regulatory um, in terms of um, keeping this problem that we're with? I think one of the, the solutions that Tseho is bringing to the table is a very important solution, you know, the reuse of water, grey water. Mm-hmm. I think government has to legislate that. I think the question around legislation is always what is the right technology? You follow what I'm saying? And the cost of that technology, you, you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that has to happen because it will assist a great deal, she says, in in harnessing a resource that you're just wasting. Mm. You, you know, yeah. I mean, you, the water that we have in our building, you shower, we drink it, everything. It's perfect. It's a mindset we have to overcome. Mm. And, you know, water is no longer a luxury for us. Yeah, It's not a luxury. You know, it's it's a necessity. Mm. Therefore, we have to move towards that. You know, what's, what is a necessity? You mm. know, it's so... It's the same thing that, you know, government has to, and I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not an apologist for government, neither am I, but I know that government has, on water and the sanitation has, has put down a great deal of thinking around, you know, the, about how we utilize water in South Africa, water resources. I mean, there are many of the water boards that are really well run. There are some good municipalities, and there are some very smart people technical experts that government has. Mm-hmm. Even the current minister, for example, I mean, she's no no water expert, but she's a great politician around understanding water issues, mm-hmm. and she really pushes hard. Tseho was mentioning the Water Research Commission, outstanding institute, par excellence, global. Mm-hmm. You know, it vets the technologies, and it tells you, the water research technology, that is a technology such as reuse of water, gray, of gray water, Technologies that's going to save the soul of this country around domestic consumption, because hmm. that's where our problems lie. 
Mm. Yeah? Mm. Coupled with the technology, it's a cost to the technology. It is. It's a cost. Everything is about money. Mm. You follow me? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's actually um, sorry. Not everything is not about money because <laughs> my girlfriend <laughs> it's about love. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah. it's an element. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, just from sorry. the discussion that is being had here about the technology, um, is the technology that you guys have developed, or are you implementing technology from abroad? Especially, I'm asking you with regards to domestic households. Okay. Uh, our current technology is, is locally made. Okay. Yes. We did go around and see different technologies in the world, what they offer. we actually in partnership with the University of Johannesburg because we feel that we must own the technology. We must know exactly. There must be a differentiating factor for us to be in this industry. Okay. So our research and development, we work very closely with them so we can actually go further from what other people are doing. So for wastewater treatment, the package plants that we're currently doing, uh, it's all locally done. But for the bulk infrastructure that we want to get into, because again, um, we must see a growth pattern. For the bulk infrastructure that we want to get into, we want partnerships. We want people that have done this before, people that will come with the technology so we can, you know, they can leverage our platform and we can work together in that. Because again, it takes time to do research and development. It takes time to develop a product. And we don't want to miss the opportunity of the market being ready right now. Mm. It, yeah. it costs to do research and development. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and there are, there are, I just learned to add to our conversation there. There are very good indigenous technologies. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Israel is good. Singapore. Yes. There, are many, there are many good technologies globally. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing. We have to support the local technologies because South Africa has always been an innovative country, mm-hmm. as you know. And that's the edge that we shouldn't lose because during the apartheid regime, great technologies were developed here. I don't have to say that in all sorts of fronts, mm-hmm. you know. But, and we have to continue with that research and support and technology. There are some very good technologies that are developed in, in our country that would support our local circumstance. Mm. One of the things I was going to ask you, Rudy, to say the technology that you guys are using, is it, hundred, is it South African-based um, or is it imported? Uh, many of our technologies are imported and it's South African-based. Because some of the technology is not manufactured here, you okay. know, and also the cost of that technology. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for us, when we do grey water or building services, you know, a lot of the pumps are, are imported mm-hmm. because there's just the people that just don't make them here. So, but we do the we do have indigenous technologies. Oh. We look at and ancillary products mm-hmm. in, in around the submersible pumps and so forth that we use. Mm. And I think I'm a very big supporter of local manufacturing and so forth. Mm. It's complicated that, but you know we a great deal of technology is abroad. Mm. That, that's the, that's one of the shortcomings we have to look at. Yeah. yeah. So then tell me, um, in terms of now, S S S S S um, you know, um, Gauteng Mega um, Water Corporation, um, are you guys partnering with any small businesses like these for for mentorship purposes and mm. and so? No, uh, that's a very good thing about mentorship. But I think with Seho's business, I mean, our model is very simple. Is is that you know that. We're inclusive. Our strategic character is about being inclusive and developing strategic partnerships. Because mm. I just said to Tseho when we were off, before we got on air, we were sitting on the sofa. I said to uh, my my model is to develop, co-develop with other partners because mm-hmm. the cake is quite large, mm-hmm. the water cake, but it's just not about eating it, that cake. It's really about developing South Africa's industrial capability. And you cannot do it alone. If you look at Samsung, 
It has a host of partners. It's indigenous. It's mm. an electronics business that came out of the air that they developed. Mm. So we work, will work very. I will try after this to begin to work very closely with her and others. And I don't want to make this a black or white thing or black and white space, but that's what it is. You know, we need to. We have the opportunity now to create the kind of space mm-hmm. of what I call the indigenous levers. Yeah. So hers can also be indigenous levers, and we will support each other in that regard. Mm. I think it's an imperative because there must be more than one megawatt corporation. Yeah. And Africa's too large. No, no, know? no, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me as well, obviously, like, I um, remember we're having the, the talk about Africa. Yeah. Because um, right now, obviously, um, in terms of, of the business being in, in infrastructure, I couldn't have just gone into water straight fully, mm. you know? Yes. So, because obviously, it, it, it's right now, um, obviously, starting off especially, it's one of the difficult, it requires a lot of capital, mm. and, and you can take years before you see returns. Correct. So, you need to have something or some form of business that that, that supplements that. So, now, I mean, um, for somebody that that is listening, that we're almost actually at the end of the show, um, that wants to get into the space um, of, 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 of water um, or starting such a business, like you've said, we need more players mm. um, in this space. Uh, where can they go? Well, I think I want, I'll say this very straight. I mean, this is not like you can just like it was in mining. Everybody was running around getting the mining license. Mm. You know, you remember we had that. Yes, yeah. I remember that. And I don't want to discourage people, but I'm saying this is a very difficult space. It's very complex. You know, mm. I think that you must have people who are very serious and committed. And I think you should seek partnerships. You know, partnerships out there. There are quite a few other, much more opportunities around water and partnerships. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't do, I mean, my dream is to build an industrial water business across the board. Maybe you have to do what Seho does. She, she's been very clever in saying, I want to build a niche business around wastewater treatment and its technology. If you follow what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's good. So maybe people should look at potable water, you know, and, and the infrastructure around water. And or skills development is a very big thing. It's a huge, important thing to this business, this mm-hmm. industry. I mean, we don't have skills in this industry, you know? No, we don't. And it's just not about creating a ton of, tons of plumbers. It's, it's really proper, important skill mm. around the usage of water, the distribution of water, etc. Okay. Um, Tsekho, a quick on the same question. Um, I think, as Rudy has, has, has rightly said, uh, we need a lot of skills. So uh, if you want to get into the water industry, educate yourself. Know the different technologies out there. Know the market itself where you think you can play. Because it doesn't help to just want to be in the industry without knowing what you're going to sell. So understand your skills. Understand what you want to sell. And that's why, as in Waste and Trick Services, we feel uh, we need to leave a legacy where we can educate, especially the young Young, uh, black people where they can get into an industry and get educated for that industry and get employment in the industry. Mm. So, yeah, so that's one of the things that we are very passionate about. It's one of the things that we feel will change the face of the industry because mm-hmm. currently it's mainly white. So if you're a new player, research, see where, where you can play. And yeah. Okay. So people that if someone is listening wants to get hold of your, your company or your services, where can they get hold of you? Uh, they can go on our website uh, www.wisgroup.co.za or my Twitter handle, Tsehoti Mbete. Yeah. Okay, already? You just, just email me at rroberts at megawater.co, sorry, dot za.com. Dot za.com. Dot za. Very, very website? The, the, the website is www.megawater.com, I think. Okay. <laughs> 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 you know, I forget this. <laughs> yeah, the website is actually www.megawater.za.com. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bulelani, give me your 30 seconds, my brother. 
Um, I, I don't think today I want to inspire, but I think I just came up with a brilliant, brilliant business concept. So what I'm going to do, right, I'm going to invest some of my business money, build a huge drum, so whenever it rains, I get a lot of water and I sell it to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. It's rain harvesting. It's also good. It's also yes. something we must look at. Like in the Eastern Cape, we have good rainfall in KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. Yeah. It's a very good thing to have. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. No, thanks a lot, ladies and gentlemen, Thank for, you. For, for joining us um, in studio. I know definitely we're going to be revisiting this discussion, mm. so we'll be more than happy to guys have you back on the show. Thank you Thank very you. much Thank for you having us. No, definitely. Uh, this is all that we had for you today. Um, you can go to the website www.cliffcentral.com and definitely download the podcast for some more insight as to the discussions that we've had today um, around water. This is all that we had for you today. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360Biz here on Cliff Central. My brother, do you have something? Get things done. Get things done. That's <laughs> out. We out. <laughs> this is cliffcentral.com. <laughs>